Welcome to episode 2 of season 2. So today we're going to talk about how to price your products and services if you're self-employed. If you've got a job, well, you're done. You're listening to the Money Shop Podcast with your host, Damien Fogg, making personal finance and investing easy to understand, less intimidating, and even bordering on fun. Hello there, everybody. So I've got a cup of tea. And I've just spilt most of it on my desk. I'm about four chocolate hobnobs in, so I'm pretty hyperactive right now. So today we're going to very quickly talk about how to price your services if you're self-employed or an entrepreneur. Now, there's there's a couple of different things people always talk about here. Universally, there's a lot of people out there talking about, oh, we'll just charge more because you're worth it. Well, that's kind of true but you might not be worth it, let's be honest. So this is going to be for people that struggle with how to price, whether it's a service you've got, whether it's a product you've got, and maybe a couple of different options you can look at to come up with a price that ultimately you're comfortable with. Now, at the end of the day, you pricing it perfectly is neither here nor there. The market will be the one that decides how much anything you do is worth. That's kind of the whole point of economics, the whole supply and demand thing. So it's known as price elasticity of demand, which is a fancy way of saying if you charge a shitload, less people can afford it. If you charge nothing, loads of people can afford it. And it's getting that balance right of the right number of customers for you at the right price point to make it worth your while. Now, it might be the case that what you offer, whether it is a service or a product, isn't worthwhile doing, basically, as a business. So if I, I don't know, if I made a car, who in the hell would want to buy that? Probably no one, because I don't know anything about cars or how to make them. But for me to actually do it would probably cost a small fortune, because I'd have to buy in absolutely everything. And so I'd have to charge a shit ton of money to make it worthwhile, me doing it. No one in their right mind is going to pay for that. Therefore, that's a, that's a shitty business. No one's going to pay me what I need to be paid to make it worth my while to do the work. And sometimes, sorry to say, your products or services just might not be economically viable which is a fancy way of saying your products might just be a bit too shit to actually be worth selling. Bad times for you. But let's have a look at a couple of different ways you can do it. So if you're a service provider, now this is probably generally aimed at people just getting started or at the lower end of the market because that's when effectively time for money is the equation that you're going to be looking at. When you become super world famous, then yeah, you get to pick a number out of the air and say that's how much I want. If you're in sufficient demand, then yeah, you get paid for that, which is nice. For now, let's look at people that are just getting started. Maybe you're a, I don't know, SEO person, a website designer, a virtual assistant. Doesn't really matter what. Something where someone pays you money for your time doing a task. Now, a very simple back of the envelope way of doing it is look at how much you think you're worth and how much the job you're doing is worth. So let's say you are a PA, then what does a PA get? Full-time salary in a normal company, roughly what kind of ballpark figure do you think they would earn? And it's, I don't know, I've not applied to be a VA lately, but I'm guessing it's going to be somewhere in the region of 15 to 25, maybe 30, an absolute push. That kind of thousand per year, that kind of ballpark. 
So if you're going online, you're trying to do this as a side hustle or as your main self-employed income, very back of the envelope stuff, divided by a thousand, and that's your hourly rate. So if you think, well, I'm starting off as a PA, don't really have any clients, not really sure how it's all going to go, but I reckon if I was getting a job in industry, I'd get 20 grand, divided by a thousand, your hourly rate is 20 pounds an hour. And that's a starting point. Now, if you're doing something that's a bit more task-based, then exactly the same process, work out what your hourly rate would be, and then figure out how long it's going to take you to do the job. So if you design websites for someone, well, how many hours does it take you to do that website? Maybe it's 10 hours, and you think a web designer should be on 30 grand a year. So that means you're on 30 pounds an hour, then 10 hours, 30 pounds, 300 quid, you could charge legitimately. I mean, legitimately, everything's made up, isn't it? But you could charge 300 quid to get a developed, to get a developed, to develop someone's website for them. Now, that's not to say that's the end of it and you never look at it again. The whole point of pricing is it's a bit elastic. So you put your offer out there at £300 to develop a website. If nobody turns up, well, okay, there's a whole bunch of stuff you need to be looking at and marketing and positioning and copy and all that sort of stuff. But if all of that other stuff is okay, then are you just charging too much for that service? Is it not worth £300 for someone to get you to develop their website? In which case you drop the price. Maybe you could drop it to 200 quid. Uh, is it then worthwhile for you to do it? Maybe you've said 10 hours and actually you could get it done in eight hours. So you can kind of reduce how long you spend on it. So you still aim for that 30 pounds an hour as your hourly rate, but you just condense it. So there's a bunch of things you can do like that, but it's a starting point at least. So you've got, how much do you think I should? Maybe you're an online psychologist or some shit. How much do psychologists get? NHS, I'm pretty sure, give pay scales. It's about, I think off the top of my head, mid-40s to mid-60s. So if you were charging 45 to £65 an hour, then that's probably about right as in the ballpark. If you're then going to create a course or something, well, how many hours have gone into building that course and how much money have you spent on getting the course built in the first place? So we're now starting to look at something, it's a bit more cost plus basis. So how much did it cost you to do? And you are your time is a cost for that product. So you've maybe spent, I don't know, 10 hours, 20 hours on building a course and you charge 50 pounds an hour. So you're looking at 500 to 1,000 pounds of your time invested. You've then paid someone else maybe 500 pounds to get the whole course thing designed or whatever. So we're now at 1,500 quid. And then you've got some other costs, but not massive ones, hosting and course stuff. Maybe it's, I don't know, 50 quid a month. So we've now got, for 12 months, £1,500 to get the course developed and then another £600 on top to keep that course going and keep it alive. You can reverse that then and say, well, how many customers realistically can you sell? Can you get that course in front of and are you likely to be able to convert into sales? This is where knowing a bit about your marketing funnels and all that stuff will come in handy. But even if you don't know that shit at this point, just think in the real world, how how many people are likely to see your offer? If you put something up on Facebook or on a website or an email list or whatever, is it going to go out to tens of people, hundreds of people, thousands of people? And then you know how much you've sunk into that product now. So let's say you're committed for the year. So you're to 2,100 for the year. That's how much you need to try and recover to at least break even on the product. If you think you're only going to sell 10 of them, then it's going to give you an idea about the 200 quid mark is going to allow you to recover that quite quickly. Now, we're not in business to just break even, so we're obviously looking to make a profit. So you might up that a little bit more to say 250, maybe even 300, 
And now if you think, well, realistically, I can sell 10 of them in the next 12 months, that will allow me to cover my costs, make a bit of profit, then yeah, happy days. Everything after that is pure bottom line, effectively, because you've most of your costs have been sunk for the first 12 months. So everything on top of that then is going back towards paying additional. This is where you've got the whole residual passive income. You've been paid for your time now because you're whatever it was, 10 hours, did we say? 10, 20 hours, whatever it was. You've been given that 50 pounds back. So you've been paid for your time to do it. You've covered the costs of actually hosting it and all that shit. So everything over and above that is now passive recurring revenue, which is ideal, which is what everybody's looking for, I guess. So hopefully you can see by having some clue of what your hourly rate might be, you can reverse engineer both a product and a service and even a, what is it, an outcome service, I guess, rather than just selling your time in hours, you can sell it in, I will get this service and this product done for you, I'll get something done for you. You know roughly how long it'll take you, so you've got an idea of how to build up that price point. Now this is pretty basic how to price stuff, and this will only really be useful for people that have literally no idea or are trying to price a product or service for the very first time. Once you've been doing it for a while, you'll start to get a feel for, well, what is my value? What is my value add or worth to the people I serve, the audience I've got? And that's a very different proposition because some people, I mean, let's face it, some people are useful. Some people are a sack of shite. Some people are useless. The useful person gets to charge a lot more. But once you've gone through this process and you've figured out, well, okay, here's how much I want per hour. Here's how long it'll take me to do the job. That's how much I'll charge for it. Do that and then go get some clients. Don't fuck about with your price until you've put that offer in front of a bunch of clients. And realistically, you probably need it to be, I don't know, 10 or 20 people before you've got some kind of feedback from them that's going to be useful enough for you to then say, well, okay, on the basis of the feedback of 20 people, not a single one has bought it. Yeah, that's, that's kind of bad. So do you need to tweak the price? As I say, there's probably a whole bunch of other stuff you could look at tweaking, sales pages, copy, images, positioning, where you're advertising, all that sort of stuff. But I'm only focusing on price, so yeah, sue me. So if you fiddle about with the price and then put it in front of another 20 people, what difference does that make? Do you then go from zero sales to two or three sales? What you don't want is all 20 people biting your hand off to try and take it, because that means you've priced it too low. Equally, you don't want nobody to try and buy it because you've priced it too high. You want to get that middle ground where you're selling probably, I mean, ideal world, I guess, half of them. It means you've pitched it just right for your audience that you're putting this offer in front of. If you're doing more of an hour-based thing, so if you're just selling your time, then what you want to do is probably set yourself up with how many hours, how many working hours do you actually have each week? Now, for most people, they'll say, oh, well, I'm happy to work nine to five, so I've got eight hours a day times five, so I've got 40 hours a week. I'll work that much. The reality is we probably can only bill, have billable hours of maybe four to six a day, five days a week. That's probably a bit more realistic. The rest of the time you're doing normal, boring business admin stuff. So you'll be I don't know, filing accounts, doing admin, advertising, speaking to potential clients, all that sort of stuff that goes with running a business because you're not just providing a service, you're also running a business as well. So if you figure out realistically how many working hours you have each month or each week, however you want to do it, I would, me personally, bill out at whatever figure you've decided and wait until you're about 80% full. When you hit that 80% mark, 
that's when you add more to the price so you increase your price by whatever number you feel comfortable doing but let's just say 10 percent, 20 percent, something like that that kind of order and you just say look for me to make this worthwhile to take you on because i'm pretty busy you now need to pay me a bit more and you don't you don't have to actually explain it to people but that's the process you're going through in your own head so you've gone from i don't know 20 pounds an hour for doing personal assistance stuff up your price 25 pounds now so you've increased it can you still fill those remaining 20 percent workable hours of your week if you can then you get to then go back to your original clients and say actually kids i've got to put my prices up now because i'm full so anybody else that comes along i can no longer service them yes i get you don't want to be an asshole to your existing customers so it's a bit of a balancing act and you've got to know whether or not it's worth rocking the rocking the crate rocking the cade rocking something i don't know rocking the boat fuck it let's go with that one so you need to know is it worth potentially losing your existing clients to try and up their prices some of them you know you won't be able to others you know you'll probably get away with it other people you might actually just want to lose as clients because they're assholes so they're the ones probably start with them and say look the prices are going up from next month it was 20 pounds is now 25 pounds a month if you don't like it off your fuck because you're now you're potentially only going to lose 20 percent of your time you've already replaced that 20 percent with the higher rate people so you just go through the same process you then say well i've got 20 percent left my rate is 25 pounds an hour and you do that until you're full again till you're at your 80 percent mark then you up your price blah 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 it's a recurring process you keep on doing that until you get to i'm 80 percent full i'm now trying to charge 40 pounds an hour to do va work nobody's signing up anymore so yeah i've reached my limit i can't charge that that's taking the piss you've then figured out well okay i this is how much i could charge for what i do you can then if you really wanted to you could multiply that up and figure out what your maximum earning capacity is and that tells you how scalable or how wealthy you can be doing what you're doing so there's that what else and the other way to look at it and this is i guess more for products potentially but for people that sell packages of things is reverse engineer the number you want to get so if you know if you've done all the stuff i always tell people to do if you know how much you're trying to earn each month and that's how much you want to spend to have a good life perfect life shitty life whatever it might be you've got that net figure in mind each month then reverse engineer that number so don't forget personal tax don't forget business tax don't forget vat depending on where you are in the world and where you are with the sales point of view but make sure you go from to get a net figure of whatever it might be five thousand pounds let's say i need a business revenue of that might be fifteen thousand pounds because out of that fifteen thousand you've got to pay all your taxes you've maybe got to pay staff you've got to pay cost of sale you've got to pay overheads blah 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 so that 15 grand when you go through all of the depressing shit you have to pay for to run a business might end up with you getting five thousand pounds in your back pocket so if you can work out that number you can reverse engineer this is how much i need in my back pocket this is therefore how much i need to sell as a company then you get to split that revenue down into your different products or services so maybe you've only got one product and if you have then cool you can reverse engineer that and think are there enough hours in the day for the amount of money i can charge to achieve my goal if yes happy days you don't need to add any more if not that's when you need to start looking at well okay how can i either increase my cost per hour how can i increase the number of hours i'm available to work 
How can I, you know, leverage other people so I can start making money off them? All these different things. So assuming it's not just a case of, well, if I work my 20 hours a week and I bill at this much, that gives me the money I want each month. Assuming it's not that simple, you get to then start look at your product ecosystem, which is a fancy pants way of saying all of the shit you sell. Now, maybe you are a, I don't know, I keep on going with website designer, I don't know why, but let's use personal trainer instead. So if you're a personal trainer, you work one-to-one -one with people. If you can charge enough money and get enough hours worth of work to give you the lifestyle and the income goal that you want, happy days. If you can't, that's when you need to start looking, well, how can I either increase the hours I can work or increase the money I can get? So you might start doing not one-to-one, -one, but one-to-two or three, where, I don't know, if you usually charge £50 an hour, maybe you charge three people £30 an hour to do a small group session. So they're getting a bit of a discount, so they think happy days, but you're now getting, instead of £50 an hour, you're getting three thirties, so you're getting £90 an hour. You've just increased your billable hours no, you haven't. You've just increased your billable hourly rate. That's the one. Um, by a crap ton, what, 80% or something, which is delightful. But maybe you don't want to have to work that many hours or you still need to, 90 pounds an hour isn't enough still for that goal that you've set. So you then start looking at the more recurring revenue, no longer it being case of time for money. So you might do some sort of online course where it's how to get the perfect squat you look at that product and think, well, okay, it's going to take me, let's say, 10 hours to shoot all the videos for it, and then it'll cost me another £1,000 to get it all developed. Whatever it is, you come up with a figure that it will cost you to make that course. You then look at your audience and think, how many people realistically can I sell this to? And yeah, I mean, if you look at some influencers, they can sell literally their bathwater for $20 a pop, and they can make hundreds of thousands, if not millions, from stupid shit. Unless you are one of those influencers, you probably aren't going to be able to do that. So you need to be realistic with the size of your audience, the buying power of that audience, and how likely they are to give you money for any stuff that you do. So if you are a normal personal trainer in a gym, you might not have the world's biggest audience, but you're still going to have some people you can get in front of. You might have clients that buy it off you. You might have clients that want to work with you but can't anymore, so they'd be willing to do some sort of online coaching or get these video series off you, whatever it might be. Have a realistic look at how can I get this product in front of this number of people and then that's when you reverse engineer. Well, okay, it's going to cost me, let's say, £5,000 to make this product. Realistically, I can get that in front of a 1,000 people. So if it's 5,000 people, it's a £1,000. No, it's not the other way around. If it's a 1,000 people, let's try that again. Deep breath. If it's cost you £5,000, so it's £5,000 divided by the 1,000 people you think you can sell it to, means you've got to charge £5 per video. Now, that is probably a really bad example because 1,000 people is a lot. So let's say it's £5,000 divided by, I don't know, 50 people. Now you've got to charge £100 for that how to have the perfect squat video. That's probably a bit more than most people would pay, I, I think, but I'm not your market, so maybe it's not. If you think that's a bit much, maybe you think 50 quid is what you actually want, then you just do 5,000 divided by 50, which is the price you can sell it for. You now need to sell it to 100 people in order to cover all of your costs and to pay you whatever it is you've set yourself, 50 pounds an hour, 90 pounds an hour, now that that's your upgraded rate. 
whatever it might be, you've worked out how much you can sell it for, how many people it needs to be sold to. Once you've hit that goal, so once you've sold that course to 100 people at £50 a pop, you've paid yourself for the hours you've put into it, which is nice. Every sale over 100 people is basically pure bottom line. So you're going to get best part of, if it's £100 for the course, you're probably going to be getting somewhere in the region of 75 to £90 of profit from that because you've already paid everything for it. You've only got the hosting costs, maybe some tax involved. So that's now just adding bottom line profit to your monthly income, revenue, whatever you want to call it. If you can have a steady, you know, only, I don't know, five, ten people a month are paying for it, it's an extra 500, 1,000 pounds every month that doesn't really take up any of your time. There's probably going to be marketing time and cost, but that's already factored into your business to an extent because you've only allowed yourself 20 hours a week of, say, workable hours when you've been working out your hourly rate. So there's a bit of leeway in there already. So this is how, you know, how many of these products that you can sell for £500 a month recurring, how many of them do you need before you can hit, alongside the other work that you're doing, before you can hit that monthly goal that you're trying to aim for? So I'm pretty sure I've been off on some random-ass tangents here, but the whole point of this episode was to try and get you to think not just the standard and the response that makes everyone feel good of, oh, you should just charge more for your stuff because you're great. Well, unless you're working at 100% full capacity and people are begging you to work with them, you're not working at full capacity and you're not undercharging for your services. Once you get to the stage where everybody wants to work with you and they're willing to pay whatever you say, that's when you get to choose your own price. That's where you get to put your prices up. Until then, don't be a dick. Don't be thinking, well, yeah, but this guru told me I should put my prices up because people value people that charge money. Yeah, okay, sometimes they do, but most of the time, I mean, I'm a bad example because I am a bit of a cheapskate because I'm out of Northern. But on any sort of sales page, the first thing I'll do is look at, well, how much is it? If it's roughly in the ballpark of what I'm comfortable paying for what they're selling, that's when I'll go back and read the rest of the page and think, well, is it is it good value? Is it going to give me what I'm looking for? Blah, blah, blah. First thing I do, though, is look at price. If someone's taking the piss and, I don't know, they're going to give me a, a back massage, which I already hate, but whatever. If someone's offering massage services, services, sound like Sean Connery. If they're offering something like that, and they're charging a thousand pounds for it, well, they can go fuck right off. I'm not that arsed. My pain point isn't enough for that price level. If it was Mr. Reiki and he'd invented his own massage style, maybe. If it was some celebrity that was going to do it, then yeah, probably for a laugh I would. But for most people, they're not going to be able to charge that much. There is a cap on their industry of how much they can realistically get away with charging. There are always these, you know, I don't know what to call them, shooting stars, why not? Um, big bright shining stars there's always someone in industry that can charge an absolute fortune copywriting is a good example there are a small number of people that can charge an absolute shit ton of money for their copywriting services the vast majority of copywriters are kind of all bumming around the same sort of price point because that's generally what the market is willing to pay when you get to that higher level then it becomes worthwhile for those bigger companies to spend that larger sum of money but if you're a fairly bog standard off kind of new copywriter and you just sort of put your stuff out there in the hope that, well, if I keep on upping my price, people assume I'm great and then they'll give me all the money. Yeah, they might do once or twice, but if you're not good enough, then they're probably not going to. If you are good enough, 
you will get inundated with people. And if you use that whole, well, I'm almost full now, so I'm going to whack the prices up. This is sustainable. People are happy to pay that. Then you start whacking your price up on everything. You slowly build up over time and you're not pissing anybody off by just making up numbers. You're providing the service to the people that you can provide it to at the right price all of the time. It kind of feels like that's a bit more of a win-win for everybody involved. So yeah, this might not be an overly popular episode for people that are just starting out who want to charge the absolute top whack for their service. But as I say, until you're busy, you don't really warrant that price yet. Sorry. But the good thing about being in business is there is no right or wrong answer. So yeah, how do some watch manufacturers get to charge £100,000 for a watch, whereas it does exactly the same thing as a £4 Casio? There is no rhyme or reason sometimes. People are sometimes daft and willing to pay an extortionate amount of money just to be able to say they've spent an extortionate amount of money on something. So if you want to market yourself as, well, yeah, anybody that works with this guy has paid through the fucking nose for it, then, yeah, that's a positioning thing for you, isn't it? You can position yourself as, well, I'm the sort of person that can afford to pay that and is willing to invest that in myself, in my company, whatever it might be. So that in itself is a marketing tool. It's a marketing tactic. It's probably going to work for less than 4% of the market, whatever section of the market you're in. But it could be you, so maybe that's not a bad thing. Personal trainers, I know a handful of personal trainers. Some of them will be charging £20-25 an hour. Other ones easily getting away with charging £90 to £150 an hour. They're not really that different in what they know. I mean, there's not that much to learn about personal training. Pick it up, put it back down again. It doesn't get that much more complicated. Sorry, personal trainers, but it's true. But the difference in pricing is all about then the external stuff external it's more of the marketing the positioning the authority that they've got all that kind of stuff that's what differentiates them but starting off if you if you're a nobody and you try and compete with them on price you're just going to get laughed at you might pick up one or two clients just who feel sorry for you i guess but you're not going to be able to build a sustainable business over the long term as opposed to pricing yourself properly as you get started and then building up from there getting that reputation that's probably the better way to go about it so have fun with this go price yourself on something stupid i guess the biggest takeaway is figure out if you can achieve what you want to achieve financially by the products that you've currently got or if you need to start adding more things in to try and increase either your hourly rate or how many hours you've got in the day to sell so yeah have fun with that and good luck so you just survived and hopefully enjoyed the money shot from Damien Fogg. If you just can't help yourself and you want even more, head over to theepinvestor.com forward slash podcast for the show notes, links to whatever shit he just talked about in this episode, possibly some exclusive content about cool finance stuff, and even maybe a free pony. 